Welcome, welcome to Freaked Out with your co-hosts, Liz and Landon. What's up, everybody? Well, guys, there is a bit of a surprise, a bit of a change on tonight's schedule. I know we were supposed to be dropping Freddie Mercury, but today, instead, we are covering the episode of Dulce Maria Alves. And this is one of those cases I had already covered on TikTok and had a lot of controversy about it. So I wanted to break it down a little bit more. And we want to thank everyone for being here and being a part of this podcast. When I started this journey with Dulce, I felt like she was alive. And I still feel like she is alive, but I feel like her time is limited and it scares me. I hope her path changes. At first, I did feel like someone was watching her for a while, but I don't feel like it's the same person that took her. But I'll explain that part a little later. Remember, guys, when it comes to cases where they are still alive, it is much harder to get details as Liz cannot ask the spirit the questions. So she needs to go off her own psychic abilities. And it is very strong, but it can still be amiss with some details. So, yes, we are going to go over the details of the case for those of you who aren't really connected to this case and don't know much about it. Then we'll talk about what I had seen last year and what I currently see. Kid cases are the toughest to do and they carry a lot of sadness. So that is another reason why we try to spread them out. We don't want every single episode to be too heavy. Yes, exactly. So let's get started. All right. On September 16th of 2019, five-year-old Dulce Maria Alves and her brother were playing on the swings while Alves's pregnant mother was in her car 30 yards away. She was playing a scratch-off lottery ticket and helping her younger child with the homework. I want to mention that I do feel like her mother kind of lied about what she was doing. I mean, when she said she was helping the kid with their homework, I feel like she fully had her face into her phone and these scratch-off tickets and really not paying attention. I also feel like she was screaming at the kid. I don't feel like she was being helpful, as she claimed. I just wanted to point that out so I don't forget later. While she was busy doing this, this is when Dulce suddenly vanished from the playground. Her mother went to see where her children were. She found Alves's brother all by himself crying on the swings. More than 30 police officers were part of the search who looked in the nearby woods but found nothing. The suspect is described as a light Hispanic male, 5'8", and driving a red van. Police have no strong suspects as of February 27th of 2022. According to the FBI agents, very few people had their eyes trained on Dulce, or her abductor before she had vanished. But with school getting out more than an hour earlier, it's highly likely that many people were walking around the park while the predator was waiting in the winds. Law enforcement feel like the people in the area are kind of afraid to come forward about seeing this abductor and afraid to get involved in it. I feel like this statement is beyond true. They may be too afraid to come forward because this man seems like they've got a I don't know, a scary vibe to them. In a frantic 911 call, Alves Perez can be heard saying, they said somebody threw his ice cream on the floor and my daughter just ran away. But 911 wasn't Alves Perez's first call after her daughter vanished. Alves Perez says she first called her brother, who lives nearby, in the first minutes upon learning Dulce may have been abducted. She said, and I quote, 
because we have a dog and I told him to come from the house to the park walking with the dog and if he sees my daughter to tell them why are they taking her. After that, I called the police. Within minutes, police descended on the park that sits behind the Bridgerton High School, gathering clues and interviewing what few immediate witnesses they could find. They had crews along with bloodhounds searching nearby neighborhoods, wooded areas, and the nearby lake. But their suspect was long gone. Investigators would later conduct thousands of interviews and process thousands of hours of video frame by frame in hopes of finding any important clues. The police says roughly 400 vehicles passed near and around the park during the time frame before and after Dulce's disappearance. They were able to identify and reach out and speak to roughly 80% of the people of those vehicles. While there were no surveillance cameras over the playground area where Dulce was last seen, there are other videos that confirm that Dulce was at the park that day. The police were called roughly 45 minutes after Dulce's abduction. The scope of the investigation was considerably larger. The delay opened the window to joggers, people at the nearby high school, and those playing in an adjacent field. Federal investigators do strongly believe that the suspect knew of the layout of the land before taking the little girl. I also believe this to be true. This was planned to the highest degree. They know the area well and fast on their feet. The person that did this likely lived in Bridgerton, been familiar with Bridgerton, and or had a reason to be where they were in the park that day. I also agree with this as well. This person knew the area well and was paid for this job. Now, a day after Dulce was kidnapped, authorities issued an Amber Alert with one key suspect characteristic, a man in a red van. The description quickly spawned a flurry of tips, and that meant every possible red van in South Jersey would come into question. Two descriptions of a possible suspect started to emerge early on in the investigation. Now, according to the Amber Alert, which was diverged from an initial witness accounts, Dulce may have been taken by a light-skinned, possibly Hispanic male who is five foot six to five foot eight, thin build, no facial hair, but has acne on his face. He was seen wearing orange sneakers, possibly Nike, red pants, and a black t-shirt. I feel like the person was about six foot. That tall, overly sized skinny guy who just kept on growing. No facial hair. I feel like his hair was in a man bun, shaved on the sides. Acne is all over his face for sure. And I believe he was really very early 20s. I do feel like the shoes were bright, but I don't feel like orange was the color. I would say they were white shoes with accents on them. I feel like they were definitely name brand shoes. I feel like he wasn't wearing any red pants either. I feel like he was trying to blend. I feel like he was all in black with the white shoes. The shirt was hooded, but I don't believe it was a sweater. It was like a shirt with a hood. A month later, on October 15th, 2019, police released a composite sketch describing the man as Hispanic, roughly five foot seven, slender build, roughly 30 to 35 years old. He was last seen wearing a white t-shirt, blue jeans, and a white baseball cap. I don't believe the man to be completely Hispanic, although I would say he grew up in that side of town from that area. I would say he had a little bit of white in him, too. I don't feel like this description of him is correct. 
There were more than just children on the playground that day, and witnesses were re-interviewed. This helped authorities provide a more accurate description of the person that could bring some answers to this case. The last images of Dulce were captured by a surveillance camera hours before she vanished. You can see she had been getting an ice cream with her brother, mother, and Aunt Camilla. Dulce was last seen wearing a yellow shirt with a picture of an elephant on it with black and white pants and some white shoes. With no cameras keeping an eye on the area where Dulce was last seen, investigators were left with very little clues. Bridgerton police initially said the person in the sketch was reportedly in the park with one or two other younger children. I feel like this is a key factor in this case. I feel like this is very accurate. Dulce is a smart kid, and I feel like she wouldn't just go with anyone. I feel like having these kids with them to lure these children away, probably the main reason to get in there with these kids. I feel like he had one of each, one male, one female, and both of them a few years older than Dulce. Her mother says she recalls seeing two kids at the park in addition to those playing basketball before her daughter went missing, but it is unclear if she caught a glimpse of her daughter's kidnapper. I also feel like she had just done like a glance over towards the kids, make sure that they're still there. I feel like Dulce had these kids talking to her, but only for a brief moment. I do feel like her mother had pissed off a few people in the neighborhood, but I don't believe they took her daughter. I do believe, however, she had been threatened before about her kids being taken away and feels like these people are attached to it, but she won't give much detail on it because she's scared to. So yes, Dulce was watched, but I don't feel like it was the same person watching her who had taken her. I mean, yeah, she seemed like she lived in a bad area where people would just watch kids in general. Her mother also said, I saw two kids the same age as my daughter coming out. They were holding hands, but I didn't see no grown-up with them. They just went around the park, and when I saw the girls in the basketball court, that's it. I don't feel like she realized that there were other people that were around that were adults. I don't feel like she didn't see them, but I also feel like she isn't really being truthful about that part either, so I think she's just trying to cover her ass a bit. Some people that resemble the man in the sketch have been brought in for questioning, but... They were later on released. They did not ever get their hands on this person. And I feel like this person is only a small part of it, if I'm going to be honest. He's the abductor to get paid off. I feel like everyone around him is staying quiet. And I feel few people even know. Elvis Perez, who gave birth to another baby girl, Estrella, was pregnant with Dulce at a very young age. It is one of the main reasons why Dulce was in the custody of her grandmother. Yes, she was a young mom and didn't really do too much with the care of her daughter. And she kind of just let her mom take care of her. And then her life seemed to be getting more complicated and kept going down a shithole. And she didn't expect for her mother to take care of her daughter in the long haul, but she did depend on her quite a bit and wasn't as connected to her, unfortunately. Dulce's father, who lives in Mexico, was questioned during the investigation, and authorities have not officially ruled him out, though there were reports that he was in college in Mexico the day Dulce went missing. I also agree with this. The father had nothing to do with this situation, and I feel like in reality, he wasn't too involved in her life either. Yeah, okay, there were some videos that did surface that 
they showed the loving, caring relationship the two of them had or something along those lines. But in reality, that was just to make him look good. Elvez Perez's mother confirms that there was a custody issue prior to Dulce's disappearance, but she doesn't suspect that he's involved and says that she hasn't even talked to him in over a year. He played the I'm going to take your kids away game more so for fighting purposes. As the investigation stretched into days and days and then turned into weeks, her mother was under the microscope of the world. She has a very quiet demeanor and has stood in front of the podium many times showing little to no emotion. <sighs> now, I hate to say this, but I feel like she's not really too attached to her daughter. I feel like she loved her, of course, but she didn't have that connection with her. And I feel like she's not really a very emotional person to begin with. I feel like she's very self-involved. She also didn't like being on TV. She was nervous and scared. And I feel like she was going through the motions, but I don't believe it really sunk in either. I understand why people are concerned by her actions, but not every mother is cuddly, caring, and loving towards their children. Absolutely. I see the public came for her very hard, and I feel like that is definitely expected, as it does happen often in these types of cases. The mother really struggled with that, as anyone who really had been accused of taking a kid would have. She said that really affected me when I saw all the comments saying, I sold her, I killed her, I know where she is. That really affected me. She also said, I've seen a lot of cases where mothers do that to their kids, but I loved my daughter a lot, and she knows that. I know she loves her daughter, and her daughter feels loved by her mother. Her mother to her was more of like that cooler, older sister. A former spokesperson who no longer works with the family on the case even spoke about the topic on the Dr. Phil show last year, claiming she seems too calm. She knows that that child is okay. She's missing her, but I think she knows that the child is okay. Again, I do feel like she is definitely in denial and she's going off of her own feelings of not being dead and she wants to believe whoever took her would love her. The former spokesperson also said she might know something. She could be scared and she is protecting her daughter in some kind of way. I feel like she feels like she knows something. So example, she did some shady things in her past and hung out with some very shady people and she has had threats against her, and I feel like it's connected to that, and she is really scared to talk about it, and it is a shame because she should talk about it. Not that anything is going to come out of it, but can help somewhere along the lines, even really clearing her own name, even taking down this other drug-related situation going around in her neighborhood. She needs to still come forward about it. She isn't going to get in any trouble. She just needs to know that. The authorities are even warning undocumented immigrants not getting deported and they don't care about that part or are interested in sending people back to their countries. I agree with this. I don't feel like if there are undocumented, you know, immigrants coming forward to help, will there be any legal bearings? In fact, I feel like they can get help and get out of their illegal status here if they help out. And honestly, it would help the investigation. Everyone should do this. Her mom's own boyfriend was detained briefly by ICE earlier in the investigation. Rodriguez says it scared some people in the community. Police were unable to elaborate further on what happened. Of course they're scared. 
I don't believe that they're allowed to talk about it too much, but yeah, it's a pretty scary situation, and I understand, but the selfishness needs to stop. She deserves to come home. People on the basketball court and Dulce's brother were likely some of the only people to see the suspect before Dulce was taken. The playground and basketball court is in a remote area of the park, and the FBI believes that the kidnapper centered in on the child from behind by nearby buildings. Now, this I also see being very, very true, and I do feel like this person not only went out of their way to plan taking a child, but they had gone out exactly over in that direction on foot until they reached a car about a block later. There was even some talk about an ex of hers trying to talk about Dulce with the mom at some point, and they believe that this man may have wanted to take her. Yes, she had a list of men in her life, and I feel like she kept choosing the same guy over and over again, just different bodies. But I don't feel like he did it, or anyone attached to her. It's a good cover and works in hiding the real kidnapper. Soon after the pandemic hit, the investigation for this case had to change. There were no more faces-to-face briefings, no travelings out of the state, and the courts were closed, so it had also taken another halt. Which is so, 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 so sad, and I feel like there are so many kids and people suffering through this pandemic in ways I could never even imagine. Those were a lot of details to go through. Hopefully you can shed some light on what you feel has happened and paint us a picture. I'm going to try my hardest on this. So originally when I had felt this case, I didn't see the kids, but I think I know why. As they come into the story, I dug into it a little deeper. I thought, yes, the kids that were with this man were not fully Spanish either, but I believe they were looking more Spanish than white. But I feel like he's mixed. He's got that white look to him. Definitely makes sense. So this person was in the neighborhood often. I feel like he hung out with a bad group of people. I do feel like where he lived, the street he lived on, he lived with like his mom and siblings. I see that the kids were his siblings, by the way, these particular kids that went to the park with him. I feel like he had to watch them often, but this time was paid. So was he paid to steal Dulce and was he planning to take her the entire time? I feel like she was chosen at random. I feel like this guy was given, I don't know, something like 300 bucks and then another 300 bucks or more upon return of a child. I feel like the number isn't right, but maybe there's an argument over the amount of money. I feel like this man had approached him and threatened him if he didn't do it by basically taking his siblings. I feel like this guy was also scared. I know he's the main subject, but it seems like it's a pretty desperate situation. Now, this guy, I don't feel like he had his nose clean by any means. So was he having any dealings with drugs? Oh, yeah, he was. I feel like his mom drank a lot all day. Hell, even did drugs all day. I also feel like he was the main provider for the family. I think they were getting some disability checks in there as well, but that's about it. That was for mom. I feel like he's one of those people that just got himself deeper and deeper into this life, and I feel like he started dealing. I feel like it changed from dealing to stealing and cars and robbery, and honestly just consistently going down that rabbit hole. So did his boss send these people over to him? You got that right. 
I feel like he was chosen for this job based on how fast he was, how he had never been caught before. If this guy didn't go down such a fucked up path, I think he would have been some Olympian runner. I also feel like they wanted a girl and they wanted her to be Spanish, which wasn't hard in this area. Wow. That's definitely crazy. Did he know Dulce? Here's where it gets even crazier. I feel like this guy knew most of the people around the park. I even feel like he knew a few kids that were around. He sold drugs to them in that past area. Maybe even a drug dealer friend as well around the area as he was sitting there. I feel like he sat around the park right as school was getting let out and just studied. He had a phone in his hands and I feel like he was sitting on top of a park bench with his ass on the top and his legs on the seat part. I feel like he had the kids sitting in the park. I feel like he noticed all the kids that were there and there were a few he was looking at, but something about Dulce. He knew of her. He knew of her brother. He knew of her mother. He also knew that she didn't really pay attention to her kids much. I feel like the boyfriend and a few other boyfriends in the past had bought drugs from him and around him. People who didn't really deal drugs or anything related knew to stay away from this guy. So he chose her based on his own relationship to the mom's connections. Uh, kind of, yeah. They never talked. I don't feel like he knew her personally. He heard the guys bitching about her while doing their drug exchanges, but I don't see that they knew each other. I don't even feel like the mother even knew of him. Maybe in passing, but that's about it. So this guy knew a lot of the drug users in the area, basically is what you're saying. So what happened next? Once she was chosen, and I feel like he was drawn to her, and I, I think somebody creepy said to make sure she was very appealing looking, which did take him a few minutes to figure out who he wanted to take. Uh, but honestly, I think it took him about 20 minutes to figure it out. He told the kids to go play with her. And I feel like the kids played with her in the past, maybe at this park even as well. But anyway, I'm not entirely sure of that part. I just see that the kids all seem to be familiar with each other. Definitely to distract her and give her some sort of comfort. I keep seeing that ice cream thing, but I'm not sure exactly how. Perhaps the ice cream was dropped or smacked out of the hand, but it looks like the ice cream was like a deal in the process. I think this guy said something like, Let's race to my place to get some more. And I feel like she told her brother this, but I'm not sure. Th that's a little shaky for me too. But yes, they ran and they ran into a car. I feel like it was a black car. I feel like he got all the kids in the car. I feel like he drove around the corner. He texted the guy he was supposed to take her. They told him to meet him in another place. I don't feel like the place was far maybe 15, 20 minutes from where he picked her up. I feel like the kids distracted her long enough to keep thinking she was getting ice cream. So this guy was able to sneak away without even being seen. Did anyone actually see him? Oh yeah, they did. A few actually around the area, maybe two blocks away. I feel like there were at least six to nine witnesses that seen her getting in the car, including kids, adults, and elderly people. So do you think they will come forward? I really hope so. I really feel like they are in denial of what they had seen, also afraid for their lives. They know he had a lot of association with gang members 
and I hope they do, but I feel like they're just too scared to do it. From there, where did she go? I feel like she was transported into an Escalade. Now, the car that this guy was driving previously was an old beater car, lots of rust on it. I don't even think the tires matched, but it was somebody who didn't have a lot of money. Now, she was transported into this Escalade, which was pretty fancy. I feel like there was windows that were tinted, and I feel like they took off within minutes. I feel like the guy got the rest of the money, plus a bonus for the girl that he had chosen since she was good-looking enough. This older white man told Dulce he had a present for her and some candy in the car, and I feel like she got in. I see this blonde, slender woman with a ponytail and red heels, red lipstick also in the car waiting for her. I feel like this woman took her to a home, and I feel like she started to groom her for the next part of her life. I feel like she took her and dressed her up and made her feel pretty and told her that her mother was her friend and she wanted to make sure she gave her a present. Did Dulce question her? Not until she was sold. I feel like she was child sex trafficked. I also feel like the pandemic played a big toll on this situation as well. I feel like she was bought and sold and has been sexually assaulted several times. And although she doesn't really fight it much, she knows she was kidnapped. She gets to hang out with other little girls her age. I feel like she's been fed and taken care of in the physical sense, but I have no idea how long this will take or how long she'll be in the custody of the man that currently has her. I feel like he thinks he's married to these children and calls them his wives. I will not talk about what he does to these kids because it's disgusting. I hope we save them all. I feel like this headquarters is like in New York. What a sicko. Is there anything else that you can tell us? I feel like these people need to make sure they come forward for this child so she can be found before something bigger happens to her. There are a lot of people that are connected to this one, and I feel like one day something will happen with this child sex trafficking ring, but we need to come together as a community. If we have a neighbor that doesn't seem right to call the police and just do the right thing. I know it interferes with our lives or your life, but it could save a child. Yeah, guys, you got to think, what if this was your kid? Wouldn't you do the best that you can do for your child? So let's all do the right thing. Anyways, guys, I want to thank you for your time. I know there was a little last minute change on this episode. However, we really appreciate you tuning in. Next week, we will be covering the Freddie Mercury episode that will be on the exclusive side. So until next time, guys, stay freaked out.